0: This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Dulaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Dulaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at Doulibandinsurance.com slash Tesla. Hey, everyone. It's time again for the Model 3 Owners Club podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page, and I am joined by my two two friends, Ian Pavelko and Eric Camacho. How are you doing, guys? Thanks for joining again tonight. Happy holidays. Yes.
1: And yes, happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends in America.
0: Of course. As before we begin, we actually have to say hi to everyone in the U.S. and wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, they'll be safe tomorrow during the Mad Rush for Black Friday deals. Please be safe. Don't try to kill each other. (laughs) Yes. We all want the good deals, but you got to be safe about it. Right. So let's get in. We got some Tesla news for everyone. Um, The first thing on the top of the list tonight is the Model S and X design studio. Got a user interface refresh. Um, I'm going to show you what it looks like very quickly, because so far, it's only available in the US. I've checked all most of the other countries, including Canada, and it is not available yet. Uh, but basically it's not a big deal. I actually showed a sneak peek of this last year in July of last year, um, where the design studio, the beta version of it had went up and ye- you needed to know the the secret passcode, whatever to get into it, to see it. But basically it just, it was a harbinger of what the Model 3 design studio looks like. Of course, now this is what it looks like. So I'll just show you here at the bottom, you got to click on the little flag and make sure you the U.S. So if I just go back up and click order now on the Model S the new design studio will load. And lo and behold, looks just like the Model 3 design studio. So um, if we're in if we're in Canada, of course, it still looks like the old design studio. So I expect this to uh, to be pushed out to the rest of the product line or uh, to the other countries in due time. You know what? Another observation that I made, and I don't know if it's of interest to anyone, uh, maybe somebody who's in Europe and stuff, but I noticed if I go down here and I click one of the European countries, like, uh, like if I just picked Norway just for fun, and I go into the Design Studio for the Model S. Still got the old interface here. You'll see something interesting. This is something I noticed that I didn't see it in the U.S. or Canada. But if you scroll down, you can buy winter tire packages. Ta-da! So I saw this in Sweden and Norway and most of the...
1: Uh, what are the tires? Uh, trad- um, they look like
0: they're showing here, so they're Nokians. Yeah, they are. Right, Fair so two, 219 Nokians, uh, R2s, uh, 9 hackapolitas of course, and some Pirellis. Um, no sign of these in Canada, of course. So I don't know. It must be regional thing. I don't know if it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a requirement or something like that. But anyways, let's just jump back in. We'll go back to the U S side. I just wanted to show you that if if you happen to be in another country outside of the U S and you're looking for it, don't call me a liar. It's just not there yet. (laughs) Um, right. So in here you can, um, you know, you can pick your battery size. So say 75 D, a hundred D of interest though, too, Eric, um, I think, you know, we had talked about this a little bit, um, earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can move. Can I move my screen a little bit? You know what? I'm going to do this. Just give me a second here. Just could reorganize the screen, shove it over a bit, so you can see what we're talking about. Down at the very bottom of the screen, um, Tesla's reintroduced on the Design Studio for the S and the X this after savings price, and they put it, they precede it before the actual price of the car. And you know, I don't know. I kind of have a problem with it. But Eric, you have a you have a stronger opinion than I do. <laughs> well, I want you to chime in on this.
2: Well, I mean, my, my sense is really that it, it's some people see a figure and go, "Ooh, that's the cost of the car or, "Ooh, that's the cost of that shirt or, "Ooh," especially like now all the Black Friday deals, like you want to know what you're paying when you see it. And I think a lot of people are going to see that and go, well, that's how inexpensive it is. Maybe they're not understanding that the tax credit is already factored in and not everyone's going to see the tax credit amount. And, you know, it's a whole it's a whole big thing. And with uh, at the time that we're taping this podcast, it is on November 22nd. So from this moment in time, uh, we have just about a week left until Tesla cuts off guaranteed deliveries for end of year for that $7,500 U.S. federal tax credit uh, that people can be eligible to receive. So long story short, um, it'd be better if they put the actual figures and let customers manually turn on like a toggle, turn on and off what their savings could be. Because even with the various states, the different incentives, uh, some things would would change. So um, show what the car is actually going to sell for versus what a
0: customer could pay, Mm -hmm. depending upon what state they're in. Yeah, I'm just going to bring up the screen here again, because if you click estimate payment down at the bottom, it does bring up. You know your finance options, of course. So you can pick your cash, your lease, your loan, and then they have a tab on the left where it shows you estimated gas savings. So you can just kind of put in an arbitrary number in here. So let's say I do fifteen thousand miles a year, and the gas costs say I don't know what's it in Florida right now. Do you even pay attention anymore? Uh, Probably not. Today I saw it for two forty-eight. Two forty-eight. All right, so we put in at two forty-eight. And they're coming in at estimated gas savings uh, at $6,600. So, okay, that's fine. You know, you can make a case for that. But, you know, it's, it's a harder case to make on an S or an X than it is on the Model 3. That's my personal opinion. Only because the cost of entry on those cars is so much higher. And then you have um, incentives. So you can click, uh, you know, there's a federal tax credit, of course, which is going to expire at the end of the year. And interestingly, Tesla is showing. And at the bottom of the screen here, estimated delivery is December. So, uh, yeah, if you're still looking for a car, uh, you best get on the bandwagon and order a car because uh, once January rolls around, then it rolls um, into the phase-out period, which will be, uh, what is it, 38, 38, 38.50? 30, it's you? Uh, it's 3750,
2: 37.50 from January 1st thank you. through June 30th and then 18.75 uh, for the latter six months of 2019.
0: Correct. Exactly. So. And uh, right. So back on the incentives, of course, you can pick a different state because different states have different um, incentives and stuff, um, you know, over and above what the federal tax credit is. So anyway, um, bottom line, I mean, it's it's fairly easy to use. I mean, it's just like the Model 3. You pick your battery pack and, uh, you know, you pick your color. Color prices are no different than before. Still all the same. 2500 bucks. Pick your wheels. Um, the wheels, they got this new design, of course. This has changed because they used to have the arachnid wheels. Those are gone now. They got this new uh, Sonic Carbon. Really nice design. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of the dark carbon color, but that's just me. You know, colors are always subjective, so don't take my opinion. Um, interior, of course, you've got your black. Now, uh, just like we had mentioned last week, of course, the design studios changed, so the textile seats are no longer. Everything is the premium color now, so you got your black. You've got your white and your cream. I uh, I was wrong, like last week. I said I thought the cream would go away. <laughs> it is still here. It is still here. What, um, what, by what the way, and, and I did. Re- what, Eric, what was that in? Was wrong? Yeah, <laughs> <you> know,
2: it <laughs> wrong. happens.
0: It, Trevor is wrong every once in a while. I think he's already oh. reached his quota for the year. <laughs> okay, no more, no more wrong. Okay, I'll try my best. Anyways, um, and then lastly, you go in and you pick, you know, enhanced autopilot. Of course, still no sign at this point of the. Um. Full self-driving, it's still an uh, off-menu option, so talk to your delivery advisor if you want to order that. And right now, you still can't order that on the, on the site, even though Elon said that it was going to return eventually, but there you go. That's what the design studio looks like now. Um, nothing really, uh, not a huge revelation, but it looks just like the Model 3. So um, as I estimated that uh, most of this stuff will start spreading out to the rest of the countries. uh, And uh, just a
2: quick reminder, uh, we mentioned in last week's episode, the things that are now sort of what they call off menu at Tesla. If there is something you want for your car, maybe you do want a Model X with textile seating. Maybe you're looking for a Model S with a sunroof. If you can't go to the design studio and configure it, you can certainly speak with your uh, local team at your uh, closest Tesla location. Uh, If you're not Driving distance from one, you can certainly call a location, and uh, the team there can assist you with placing an order for a vehicle that has those off-menu items.
0: Well said. And don't forget, if you're ordering a car, use somebody's referral code for crying out loud. Don't miss out on the six months of free supercharging. I mean, you know, everybody deserves a little perk now and then. So, uh, you know, if you want a referral code, you can look in the video description or the podcast description. You can grab that. Uh, next little bit, uh, courtesy of Tesla Teslarati, the Model S and X are probably gonna get a battery update. Now, when we say battery update, I'm talking about moving to the 20, uh, 2070 uh, cell factor, which is of course what the Model 3 is using. Now, I'll be honest, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that's exactly what Tesla's going to do eventually, because um, the energy density of this battery, of course, is much higher than the 18650s they've been using over the last six years in the S and the X. Um, point um, in case here, uh, we're sure that the new Roadster uses this new battery cell, as does the Tesla Semi. Personally, I don't think it makes sense for Tesla to keep importing Japanese cells um, and pay those high tariffs and import duties. They have a great big factory in Nevada. Why not you know, use those cells? Um, part of that, too, would probably come about at the, about the same time, possibly. And now, of course, I don't have inside information on this. But uh, some kind of uh, design refresh of the car, possibly as soon as about two years on the S or the X. So um, I don't think technically it's not, I don't think it's impossible for them to actually update the battery pack itself to actually adapt to the new cell because physically the cell is only about 10% larger physically than the 18650. By volume though, it's almost 50% larger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you make the battery pack a little bit taller, you reorganize some of the electronics and stuff. Of course, you're going to be using less cells uh, on account of them being larger. Of course, the Model 3 has some 4,200 cells in it compared to the S and the X, which are up to 8,200 cells on the 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. Um, you know, Sandy Monroe uh, did the t- uh, teardown of the Model 3 battery pack. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. even though the cell layout is essentially the same, um, you know, all grouped together with the cooling fins and stuff. Uh, the layout is different because on the Model 3, it only has four battery modules on the S and X right now uses the older 16 uh, grid layout. So I would expect that to change, but uh, it's it's not surprising. You guys have any uh, uh, thoughts about um, the switchover? I think in a lot of ways, it's going to allow for uh, longer range battery packs, of course. Um, because, yeah. I mean, look what the Model 3 is doing, of course. So
2: well, something I want to pull from this uh, article I'm going to quickly read here uh, verbatim uh, that I found really, really interesting uh, on the car itself. Um, a recent range and efficiency test of the Jaguar I-PACE by German network Nextmove, for example, showed that the Model X, which is equipped with 18650 cells, seems to have superior battery tech than the newer electronic crossover from the British car maker. So it's interesting to think about that the the cells in the X, while they're sort of outdated compared to those of the Model 3 with the 2170s, uh, still could be a superior technology to other uh, manufacturers at this point. Um, so I'm sort of with you there. It's it's not a significant change to the car, but if they if they're able to do it, uh, say around the time we're also doing the Q3 refresh of the interior next year, if not before that. Then uh, it's going to be some very enticing options uh, for the cars uh, in the coming months. And yeah, that's
0: that's that's a that's a rumor. It is not configured. <laughs> it's not confirmed yet. Yeah. So we have to be careful about that. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Tesla has very staunchly stayed with the cylindrical cell format, uh, and there are a lot of advantages with the cell, uh, cylindrical format. Most other manufacturers have gone to a pouch or, or a prismatic cell, and A lot of that has to do with a smaller surface area of a a cylindrical cell. They can get better cooling on them. And that's, I mean, obviously that's so critical um, to the battery system on the Teslas. Not to mention they have proprietary chemistry that's been developed with uh, Panasonic. And it's not like the other manufacturers. Again, the other manufacturers are basically buying cells from LG Cam or uh, Samsung SDI. Uh, You know, Tesla's basically gobbled up Panasonic for themselves. So you're not going to be buying a lot of cells from Panasonic for anybody else. So it stands to reason that... um, you know, that they really do have the better um, technology. I mean, you know, I don't want to make this into a religious thing, you know, compared, you know, cylindrical cells compared to uh, pouch cells or whatever. But, you know, if I put on my armchair engineering hat and I look at the way that Tesla's organized their cell architecture compared to others, you know, there's a lot of cooling problems that you that I could see, you know, physics are physics. It doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. But if you have a larger surface area to cool, it's going to be a little less efficient in, in some ways. And it, it just... I don't know. I, I, this is one of the things that kind of spins my propeller. I look at this technology and I just keep coming back to Tesla and I'm going, man, that's a brilliant design. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's pretty obvious because if you look at the other two competitors that have started up, Faraday Future, of course, which is almost no longer, but mm-hmm. also Lucid, I mean, they're just rife with Tesla engineers that were pulled from the battery divisions and stuff. And guess what format they're using for their battery packs? It's cylindrical right. too. So, you know, they know something <laughs> that the others probably haven't yet. So... Anyhow, um, yeah, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. um, Right. So, yeah. Anyhow, uh, let's move on to some other stuff here. Uh, I got a little bit of Canadian news for some people. So if you haven't received the update yet, uh, 2018 44.1, specifically about the Model 3, uh, summon has now uh, been approved for Canada after a much uh, needed, well, it was a long time coming. So, um, yeah, everybody's got summon now on the cars. And uh, we just got wind that a brand new software update just came out, it's uh, uh, 2018-44.2. And um, let me see here, did I bring up that? uh, Ian, you sent me a screenshot snapshot because you just got the update, didn't you? You just applied it.
1: Literally three minutes before we started recording tonight, (laughs) yes, I ran outside in the freezing cold risking pneumonia so that everyone could hear the details off uh, off the screenshot there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pull so. it up right now. Just give me a second here. I'm just going to put it in. Sorry for the folks that are listening to the podcast as opposed to uh, watching it on say, YouTube.
2: I was going to say, if you're an audio medium, this is really a terrible show. I, I apologize.
0: You. I apologize. I apologize. But it'll be in your car soon enough. So here we go. I'm just going to put it up. So uh, yeah, so there's some cold weather improvements. Oh, where was the other screen snapshot? Maybe I missed yeah, You got I got it cut it. off, right? Okay, yeah, hold
1: on. yeah, there's two shots to have the upper and the lower. Okay,
0: yeah, you I'll pull up this one yeah. here. Here's the other one. Here we go. So summon. So there's some updates for summon. Um there's some updates on the climate control system. So you can focus the air on the vent well, why don't you read it? Because you seem to have it a little closer to, you, do you not? Or no, I can read it. Uh, yeah, I'll read no, it. I I got, it, I got it. Go ahead. So it says, uh, you can focus the air from the vents onto one area or pinch to split the airflow. The 3D visualization of the dashboard has been tuned to more clearly display the airflow into the center region to allow for more precision. You can now drag the air to the desired area instead of tapping. The other one that's been, uh, you know, a subject that's been all over the place. I'll just bring it up here. Uh, Cold weather improvements, Uh, let me see here. Window position and charge connector locking behaviors have been optimized for cold weather, holy cow. You know, you have no idea how many posts there are on the forum and on the Facebook uh, groups that we have going about problems with the lock port on the Model 3, not disengaging the Paul. I mean, it's all over the the Internet right now. It's just it's just nuts. I mean, every I mean, feeling, feeling questions. So wasn't too sure whether it was the missing magnet because some people had lost the magnet on the charge port um, on the charge port flap, and others said no. Nope. It's just happening because Ian, did you mention that you started having a problem yourself?
1: Yeah, it, it happened to me very briefly a few nights ago. And then yesterday we got a really nasty cold snap. It just plunged in the last four hours of the day. The windshield went crazy and we were uh, down around zero Fahrenheit or about 20 below Celsius. And uh, when I had gone, when I tried to disconnect at work, what had happened was um, the I was able to undo. The, uh, the actual um, connector, mm-hmm. because we have a J1772 unit at work, but my adapter was still locked in the charge port, and no matter what I did, I wasn't able to get it out. Luckily, because the actual charging connector was disconnected and back on the rack, I was able to drive home, but then <laughs> I had the charge port door flapping like a little wing all the way home, trying to close itself <sighs> onto the connector. Oops. Yeah. Um, I discovered a few interesting things. At some point, it would seem it goes into a, a fault mode, and it goes limp. So, Mm. obviously, the stepper motor sort of disconnects itself and just says, no, I'm not trying anymore. I don't know how many attempts, but at some point it realizes there's something obstructing the door, and before it destroys itself, it just stops
0: moving. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, and I I was terrified that it was broken. Mm. Um, So, as soon as I got home and got it in the garage, it uh, took about 30 minutes to warm up, and then um, I was able to dislodge it. Here's a trick that might work for you if you're sort of semi-frozen. What you need to do is um, hit the unlock and the, the the easiest way for me to do it was to open up the mobile app there's a there's an unlock command if you go to the charging menu and you just hit the unlock button and that the moment you're doing that just lightly pull on the unit and the minute the solenoid goes whoop, it just popped out in my hand I so um, yeah don't force too much just put a little light pressure on it or just jiggle it backwards while you're unlocking and then bang it let go. And then the nice thing about that was the minute it was free and clear, wham, the door closed nice and firmly. And I tested it several times. Everything worked perfectly after that. But, Good. um, it sounds like moisture is getting into the solenoid unit itself and that's what's causing the yeah. issue. So it'd be interesting to see how they, they rectify. Well, that. I
0: hope that the software update does indeed fix the problem rather than having to have a bunch of cars being recalled for service or parts replacement yep. and stuff. So if this does indeed fix the problem, um, you know, chalk one up for another Tesla for, uh, a software improvement and over the air. You, you got to like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, one more change here on mobile access. They say for additional security, your Tesla username and password will be required when disabling mobile access to adjust the car's mobile access setting, go to control safety and security and allow mobile access. So that's uh, that's a nice little extra, extra little fix there. I think it, it, it has to do with some of the changes that they've made for things like pin to drive. And those types of uh, changes that they've been making because they're getting a little more security conscious as far as, um, you know, uh, theft of the vehicles. Um, Unfortunately, we're still getting a lot of reports uh, with people having connectivity issues uh, with the car, sporadic, uh, whether on the Wi-Fi or LTE. So I don't know what the fix is there. But um, if you have any issues, of course, please use the bug, uh, bug report function and uh, report your findings to Tesla so that they can, uh, they can trace it down. Of course, if you're having continuous problems, call a local service center and try to note the time because one of the things I've discovered when you talk to Tesla service is that they will ask you what approximate time did you experience the problem because they can come in remotely and look at the log files and they will look for timestamps because everything is, uh, is timestamped down, almost down to the millisecond. So um, they can look at the, uh, at the log files and try to narrow it down. So good to know. Um, another big one that just broke this week, um, I got a letter that was sent <clears throat> to me uh, from Tesla, and it really has to do with um, a recent change, uh, and I'm talking specifically for people that live in Ontario. If you don't live in Ontario, this doesn't affect you, because if you remember, a lot of us lost um, rebates when the new government was elected, and uh, they canceled the um, Electric Hybrid Vehicle Incentive Program, the E-H-I-V-A-P. And of course, Tesla sued them because there was wording in there that specifically excluded uh, Tesla from the whole thing. So Tesla sued, they won. And now, uh, lo and behold, they have some restitution for some of us. Now, I'm going to read a letter. I'm going to try and read it almost in its entirety. So just bear with me. Um, because there are some things here that we have to unpack in, the, in, the, in this letter because I heard through the grapevine after the fact that we posted this that Tesla has been inundated with calls um, for clarification on this. So I wanna make sure that we put this out very clearly. So here's the letter that was sent to me. I'm just gonna read it here, put it in front of me. It says, hello there, and person's name inserted. Our records show that you canceled your order for a long range rear wheel drive Model 3. After the government, Ontario, uh, the Ontario government ended the EHVIP on on July 11th, we're happy to share that after taking legal action on behalf of our customers, Tesla has reached an agreement with the government to allow you to reorder a long range rear wheel drive Model 3. That's very important here. We'll talk about that in a second. And claim the EHVIP rebate of $14,000 if you place your order and take delivery promptly. I'm going to skip the background part right here because I don't think that's really important. The next part is really important. So the next steps, they say in the letter, eligible customers may reorder their long-range rear-wheel drive Model 3 in our design studio here, and they give you the link. To ensure accurate processing, please follow these uh, special instructions. One, reorder a mid-range rear-wheel drive Model 3. A long-range rear-wheel drive is no longer available in the configurator using the same name and email address that you used For your original order, your order will be fulfilled with a long range rear wheel drive vehicle. Number two, once you've ordered, you must reply to this email confirming your intent to claim the rebate and providing the reservation number of your new order. Three orders must be fulfilled from our limited inventory of new long range rear wheel drive model three on a first come first serve basis. If your preferred configuration is not available, we will work with you to find another qualifying long range rear wheel drive model three. Notice how many times they say long-range rear-wheel drive? Okay, that's really critical here. Um, For the best chance of taking delivery by the deadline, customers should reorder as soon as possible and no later than November 30th. Uh, Tesla says we'll make every effort to uh, deliver eligible cars by the deadline and strongly suggest that you schedule your delivery as early as possible in case of unexpected delays. Um, The other thing too, and I don't know if I mentioned it in here, but it must be taken by January 3rd, 2019. That is the cutoff deadline for the uh, delivery date. So we have to unpack this a little bit because it's super, super important to get this straight. And I think this is where the confusion is coming from. So the number one thing here, the, the fact that they mentioned long range, rear wheel drive Model 3 is critically important on here because I've heard through the grapevine that a lot of people have been like, what about my all wheel drive? What about my performance Model 3? What about uh, you know the, the mid range that I just ordered? None of those cars qualify. You have to remember, At the time when the rebate was in effect, when Tesla submitted the paperwork for approval to the government, the Ministry of Transportation, Ontario that the only car they were manufacturing at the time was the long range rear wheel drive model 3 that is the only car that was qualified and when the program ended no other cars qualified it doesn't matter if the battery pack meets the standards it doesn't matter if the price matters for the standards it is what was on the approved list and i think this is the part that a lot of people are missing because i've seen all kinds of reports on twitter facebook forums whatever they're saying well you know, the paperwork shows I bought a Performance Model 3 and, you know, the performance was put out as a separate line item. Of course, Ian, you know, this is how yours was was organized as well. There was mm-hmm. other people saying, well, all the Model 3s qualified because the the, v, the, uh, the, v, uh, the rebate program, sorry, the rebate program says, oh, it has to be above a certain kilowatt hour battery pack and it has to have five passengers. and And the car, according to the paperwork, meets the guidelines, which is under 75,000 before options. Okay, yes, that's fine. But the critical part is that the car has to be approved by the government and none of the cars other than the very first variant are approved so i'm sorry if, if people were confused uh, but that is the reality so here's the bottom line you have until the end of the month if you want to claim the full rebate and you had placed an order i'm not talking about a reservation here i'm talking about you had a reservation you decide to buy a car you press the confirm you gave him an additional 3200 dollars and then the government came in, came, uh, canceled the program. Then you called Tesla and you canceled your order and got your money back. Tesla was working with some of those people that were affected to give them their money back. Those are the only people that qualify for this particular thing. doesn't matter if you had a reservation and never clicked the confirm button. Um, even if you confirmed after the fact, you're not getting the rebate. It is only for the people that had ordered the car and backed out because of the rebate being canceled who had a confirmed order. I hope that's perfectly clear.
1: yeah i got it and i'm glad for the clarification because uh early on it wasn't obvious i thought it was open to anybody now who wanted to try and get an order in but no that's a great explanation
0: i'm I'm just trying to do my duty here because it's very hard to explain this in 280 characters on twitter
1: (laughs) yeah no kidding um
0: so that's why i wanted to make sure it was in the show here so that uh for those of you who are in ontario who are confused about this whole thing who are listening to the podcast it's very clear. And I've been fielding all kinds of stuff. I've even had some people uh, from other groups call me and say, you know, uh, you know, maybe you should have waited or whatever the case is. We have to get this information out. But I wanted to make sure that it was perfectly clear and very explained as to what is qualifying and what isn't. So I hope that helps for the people that are affected out there. So it's good. There's some restitution uh, for the people that were directly affected by this. Um, I'm still sad that the rebates are not there. They were canceled way too soon. We still don't have a climate yeah. change plan in Ontario. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a political podcast. Um, but it is what it is. So I'm glad that Tesla won, and they were able to get some kind of restitution uh, from the government to be able to handle those um, orders that people were specifically affected. So it's good news. But you got to act fast. Sorry. And uh, again, don't forget to use someone's referral code. doesn't matter who's. Um, to get that free supercharging for six months, so anyways oh, one more piece of Canadian news yeah you'll allow me <laughs> sure why not uh, I mean it is
1: American holiday and yet here we are the Canadians monopolizing the show
0: oh uh, well that's okay just one more and then we'll get on to some other stuff here so um should
2: I, should I give you guys a few, should I just leave the room and come back later on <laughs> no no that's okay that's okay it's more been. turkey man
0: <laughs> I'm
2: vegetarian but thanks. he's, he's a vegetarian oh, he, he can't They make have vegetarian the turkey. turkey don't they um,
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to oh, no, hope. I'll go there. Okay.
1: No? okay. <laughs> just a thought.
0: Um, I took it upon myself a, a few days ago to, uh, tweet at Elon. May, it might've been even yesterday. Sometimes the days blend together and I forget exactly which it was. And I just said, Hey, what's the holdup for, uh, navigate on autopilot for Canada? What gives? And, uh, he replied. And, uh, Elon says specifically to me, "says should be next week, which means not this week, but next week. Uh, again, just a reminder, everyone, this is Elon time. Anything can happen. A week can, can turn into two, can turn into a month. Lately, he's been pretty good about releasing you know, stuff on time. So I'm looking forward to this. I know that there have been several of my friends that have traveled to the US recently and uh, crossed the border. And lo and behold, um, Navigate on Autopilot option comes up and they can actually use it. And uh, one of my friends, Stephen Wepler, uh, was visiting uh, some friends across the border and he came back. He had a destination typed in for Canada. I think it might have been Kingston. And uh, he was still able to use Navigate on autopilot when he crossed the border into Canada. But as soon as he reached his destination and the um, navigation destination or canceled the destination or the Navigate, um, it wouldn't come back. So it's definitely geofenced which is kind of sad, but hey, you know, some people have been able to game the system a little bit, but it is definitely geofence. So when you cross the border, hop onto a different network, cancel whatever current plan that you have in the in the trip computer, it will go away. So it's good news. I'm looking forward to uh, to trying this out. It is certainly, in a lot of ways, I think it really boiled down to a regulatory issue. Uh, because if you look at Tesla's website, uh, on their blog page, when they first introduced the navigate on autopilot, it says, and I had to put this on the forum because people were asking about it. And I said, it says beginning in the U.S. So it's definitely a regulatory thing at this point. I, uh, I even had some people in Europe asking about it on the forum. And I said, here's a blog post. Uh, here's what's going on. Even though we're part of North America uh, and Canada still doesn't have it yet. So that's just my belief. I think it was a regulatory thing. So it looks like they're finally getting some of that stuff sorted out. So if you're looking for um, Navigate on Autopilot, well, uh, just be patient. It should be coming shortly. Right. Well, you know
1: what? You, you've given me an idea now, Trevor. I'm going to game the system myself. Okay. I live only 40 minutes from the border, so now I'm going to run down to Plattsburgh, turn on <laughs> autopilot, and see if I can navigate my bike all the way back home. Well, you activated. know
0: what? If you have, sure, do it. I mean, have a little fun, make some video out of it. Um, I mean, that video that you gave me when you did the little drifting thing was very well received, and uh, you made use of your phone, so that worked out really well.
1: I did, that. and I had I had a lot of fun. Yes, oh, I
0: saw that. God, and uh, God, uh, is
1: this car insanely fun in the snow? <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully we'll get some more footage out of you so we can satisfy some of the YouTube comments we've been getting. They were a little yeah, upset we, that we didn't get enough outside footage.
1: No, I, I know, and I apologize for that. I, this was a very last-minute thing. I just, you know, we got a big dump of snow on Friday, and I thought, you know what? Let's go give it a rip. And what you saw there was me learning to drive the car in the snow. I, that was the first experience I would had with it. So, for I'm sure for
0: you've worse, learned a lot more since
1: uh yeah oh yeah yeah no i've, I've had some fun <laughs> goofing around with it but hopefully the next big storm we're going to get some rain unfortunately next week but i promise you all the minute we get a good another dump of snow uh we'll get some more cameras we'll get some more angles uh we'll 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 get out there and we'll do some more
0: i'm looking forward to it because i'd love to satisfy what the people are asking i don't, and i don't blame them i mean yeah give
1: the people what they want
0: you know if that makes them happy then it makes me happy so it's
1: all good absolutely
0: all right. Uh, one more piece of news here before we get on to um, something else that we want to talk about just before the holiday season. Um, another report, the uh, next generation supercharger, according to Elon, uh, will debut in early 2019. This is a uh, an article by Engadget. I'll put a link in the uh, show in the video description so you can read it. So basically, Elon said that uh, the Tesla supercharger capacity will double by the end of next year. Expect to be within uh, 95 to 100 percent of the population will be active in active markets. Um, He went on in a subsequent tweet to say supercharger version three, which starts rolling out early next year, will allow for much faster charge. So we have to unpack this a little bit because there's been a lot of talk about what this really means. And I think the story starts with the Model 3. Um, the Model 3 s- charges like a <laughs> like an SOB. It is really ah. fast compared to the other cars. Um, I think part of that is you know heftier cabling. We know this from a fact uh, from teardowns of the car that the cabling from the charge port to the inverters and in the battery pack is much beefier. Uh, the cell architecture is bigger. Uh, the chemistry is a little different. So all this stuff is really lining up. What that means for the rest of the product line, because some people have been fielding, uh, have been asking me, well, what are your thoughts on this? And I think... And and some people were actually suggesting, well, what about the semi truck? The semi truck, in my opinion, is a different thing because if you look at the reveal uh, last year, which, by the way, happy birthday to the roadster and the semi truck because literally is just less than a handful of days ago celebrated their first birthday. So happy birthday to those guys on on that. Um, (laughs) Yay. uh, (laughs) Thank you very much, Eric.
1: (laughs) Was that a year ago already? Oh my
0: God. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Yeah, I know. Because time flies when you're having fun. FineLab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. So yeah, Elon, just getting back to the semi-truck, Elon said that they were going to have what they're called mega chargers. They're going to be almost at the megawatt level, and that's a different animal altogether. The charge port, I've seen the charge port on the semi-truck, even in prototype form. It's a different animal altogether. It doesn't plug into the current superchargers Um I've read many reports online that when they've been taking the trucks around, they've been using adapters because they have to hook up to two or more superchargers to charge the battery pack in yeah, this thing. Seen that. Yeah, i um, Yeah. I think it really boils down to the new cell chemistry and the new cell architecture, and it will really make things like the Roadster uh, be able to charge faster because we're talking about a 200 kilowatt hour battery pack. Uh, I know some people have been asking me privately, um, are you going to charge that thing at home on a, on a 40 amp or whatever? And I said, well... I'm not going to be using 200 kilowatt hours all the time. Um, I think for road trips, um, yeah, you'll want something that charges a little faster, especially if you're going those long distances, because obviously you're not going to be stopping. Well, I don't want to say not stopping quite as often, but some people will probably do the, you know, get their itis type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think they're really thinking in the future. um, And I do believe the Model 3 will certainly uh, be able to handle the the higher charging speeds. Right now, it's already exhibiting. Uh, very good charging speeds when you do use it in, in the places that are not too occupied of course so yeah. i think it really boils well for the rest of the product lines um there's no mention of course at this point as to what the kilowatts will be i mean right now they're topping at about 125 you know theoretical uh, model 3 can almost reach that um i wouldn't be surprised that will probably be in the 200 kilowatt level on the superchargers V3, we'll, I mean, you know, we'll know when they actually start deploying them. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder for a lot of people, of course, um, in Europe, uh, the Model 3s will be coming with a CCS port, which will be the charge combined standard, a uh, combined charging standard. That's what that sounds for. Um, and they'll have the port on the, on the top, of course, for those of you who don't remember, a CCS port is basically a Type 2 port with two extra DC ports on the bottom. So in North America, if they were to do that, it would be a J1772 on the top. In Europe, it's a Mannekees Type two. So, and don't forget CCS in Europe, um, they're already deploying much higher kilowatt levels than we have here in North America. Most of the chargers you'll find here that are CCS or Chatham are basically 50 kilowatt. So mm-hmm. yeah, certainly shows that uh, the cars are certainly capable of that. So it's about, you know, it's, it's in the right direction for that. Um, what do you guys thoughts? you, you want to chime in on this? What you think might, might be happening?
2: Well, I mean, I also think just from uh, a user perspective, we don't want to underestimate that some people are hesitant still to get into an electric car because they sort of think, especially like here in Florida, a lot of our uh, residents are part-time residents. So they may live Uh in the Northeast, uh, you know, the Midwest, whatever it is. And they come to Florida during the harsh winters, which I'm sure my fellow Canadian friends wouldn't mind doing from time to time. Uh, That being said, sneak preview we have some cool stuff coming up for you early next year uh we'll get details on that to come anyway um so i I think you know those are folks that go well i'm going to make a trip i typically as you just alluded to trevor maybe they just want to drive straight through they might take turns with a different driver but they're accounting for well a trip may take me normally x hours but if i have an electric car and you know they're putting it in the navigation they say well now it's going to take this much and, you know, it's like, well, you could argue, well, I mean, do you stay in hotels overnight? Because if you do, you can stay in a property with a charger that's going to save you some time and that, that sort of thing. But again, it's an argument that people go, yeah, but if it's going to add five or six hours of charging, no, thank you. I don't want to sit and wait for an hour for my car to charge. So as fast as supercharging is, I think for those customers who want to see improvements in the infrastructure, who are waiting for it, especially existing owners that have been waiting for patiently, Uh, For version three to come out, it's going to be, I think, a very welcome thing. Uh, And then we may start seeing even more people get into electric vehicles uh, simply because they've improved the charging structure uh, to the point where they can go, wow, this trip really is going to be maybe even
0: faster than it is in an ICE vehicle. Agreed. Everything could be faster. I think most people Mm -hmm. that really... Um, have used Model Three or any of the other cars have quickly discovered that if you use supercharging, it's not a big deal to be there for half an hour. It's it, mm-hmm. it truly isn't. Um, if they can get it down to ten to fifteen, it's even better. And only if that helps alleviate some of the load, because with all these cars on the market, you know some of the places in California I understand are starting to get even fuller and fuller because. You know, there's just so much more. There's so many more cars down right. there, right? So even if it's just to alleviate some of the congestion, that's that's a good um, that's a good step in the right direction, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they're hell bent on 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 increasing the the size of the network, which is which is great because I you know we know here in the in the north that we don't. There are a lot of areas that we'd like to go that are just not filled in, namely the east coast and the west coast, and uh, yeah. Uh, They really need to be filled in. I mean, in the U.S., largely for most of the large urban areas and stuff, it's generally not a problem. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, the more the merrier, I think. Yeah, Um, and I also
2: think, you know, I know (coughs) Tesla fell short of uh, sort of opening up all those different uh, charging stations they wanted to this year. Uh, I know their target was around 18,000 individual stalls. Uh, throughout the world, and I think right now, uh, if my numbers recall, it's somewhere in the eleven thousand range that's on the website right now. So um, hopefully, they can sort of remedy that uh, into next year. So if they are sort of targeting uh, the deployments and they're and they're targeting the um, uh, the faster charging option, then hopefully it happens in a time frame that they find suitable and not come uh, have a conversation like this a year from now where they're still well short of their original. Uh, target. Yeah,
0: I agree. They uh, they really need to uh, really get on that and start start mm-hmm. deploying because uh, I mean, so far for the trips that I've done, um, you know, this past summer and stuff, because I'm I'm coming up on my first anniversary of having the car. So far, it hasn't been an issue, but there are some areas that I go to. Uh, Ottawa, for example, only has one supercharging location and it's at a mall and it's a paid parking. I don't mind about the paid parking, but the fact that it's way at the other end of town and when I go to friends' places, I'm basically hanging off 120 volts. That's not fun, especially in the winter months Mm because that's when we tend to go there. Um, And I did experience using a third-party DC fast charger and that was not a pleasant experience. I'm sure the next time will be much, much easier because I have my account sorted out so on and so forth, but... Um, I didn't like the, the charging speed was, I mean, we get very spoiled with the superchargers and anything that's not supercharger level is just like, especially it's one thing to charge overnight on level two, because most Mm -hmm. people at 40 amps, 32 amps, perfectly adequate. It's not a problem. You're sleeping, who cares? Um, but when you're going on trips and you have deadlines, uh, let's say you have to go to a family gathering or something like that. And let's say you Mm -hmm. do need a charge. If you don't have the supercharger handy, man, you got to do a lot more planning. Like one of the reasons we decided not to go out east this particular summer, and when I say east, I'm talking like Cape Breton, because my wife has family out out in in Nova Scotia, was um, two reasons. One, uh, no superchargers. I mean, yes, there was fast DC charging, but the other part was my wife was like, well, today we're going to do this, this, and this, and the next day we're going to do this, this, and this, and she wasn't taking into um, charging time. And I said, we're not, there are no superchargers out there, dear. (laughs) We're not going to be there for half an hour. It's going to be at least an hour on any one of these. So you weren't allowing for time on that. So for her, that was, you know, she's feeling a little dejected about that. So we just decided, look, it's not the end of the world. We'll go out next year. We'll just wait a year and hopefully Tesla will come through and then we'll have the superchargers. I mean, we've already had one new one open up in in New Brunswick, which is great, but we just, Mm -hmm. there's still some gaps. We need to fill in those gaps. So... That's my thinking on that, and uh, I, I hope that they, they move on. In, in mind, Joe, I want to add here, for as much as it
2: sounds like we're, we're sort of critiquing the way things are, it's also just compared to other companies. I mean, what other uh, auto manufacturer can attest that they have a charging infrastructure for their electric vehicles, either currently or planned? I mean, Tesla's been doing this long enough that, you know, they're well ahead of everybody else. And yes, there's still much more uh, opportunities for improvements, but we're still better off than any other uh, person. I mean, I, I'm, and there's a shopping center not far from me that they have level one charging for the customers. I can't imagine going to shop, you plug in your car, you're at the mall for two hours and you're like, wow, we got six miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it, it, Tesla, Tesla's doing a lot of things right. Uh, and so... If you guys think we're knocking, we're certainly not knocking by any stretch. We just know that there's areas of opportunity. I'm sure Tesla knows that also. And, uh, you know, t- to Trevor's point, I mean, if you're in Canada, you know, you're seeing even less supercharging options in here in the United States. Uh, I mean, where I live here in South Florida, there's, I think, six or seven superchargers all within 100 miles of my location. So it's it's easier for me to say, hey, I can charge my car when I'm going somewhere because we certainly have it here. Uh, especially our our friends out in California, they have it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we're looking at what's called the flyover states here in the U.S., but we're looking at essentially the large Midwestern states, there's a lot of gaps where there's not supercharging there. So if you're planning an east-west trip, say, from Illinois to Washington State or something like that, you really got to plan your trip accordingly because it might be a little bit difficult and it might take longer because you might have to go a circumvented route to get to the superchargers you need.
0: Yeah, I want to make a point though, for some of you that have, you know, who are new Model 3 owners, um, who are not really aware of this, uh, please, get yourself the PlugShare app um, and put it on your phone. And that will help you locate other chargers because the ones that are only listed in the Tesla navigation system are, des- are Tesla destination chargers and the superchargers. And you may be lulled into this the sense that, well, man, I- yes, thanks, Eric. Um, you know, I can't charge my car. And that's simply not true. You need to put the PlugShare app on your phone so that you can locate the level two chargers that may be around your destination or on your way if you're off the beaten track, so to speak. Uh, so don't be, uh, don't be afraid to go on trips and stuff. But in, in the case, if you're not in the supercharge area, yeah, you have to think about it a little bit more. But um, yeah, just be aware that there are uh, other charging options. Um, just as a reminder that the Chatamo adapter <laughs> is, is listed in the Tesla service parts for the Model 3. It has not been activated in the software yet. I would expect that that would happen. I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know why it's taking so long. Um, I was told that, um, you know, it's a priority thing with Tesla. It's going to happen eventually. So uh, for those of you who are looking to do uh, fast DC charging on, on systems other than Tesla superchargers, uh, you'll need to get that adapter in due time. Don't buy it now until it's effective but uh, or, or activated, but you will have that option. Okay, and also I'm really add uh, the PlexShare
2: app. The PlexShare app has a great feature for route planning. So if you're planning a trip and you want to know, that's right. They
0: just added that recently.
2: That that's a great feature. It also supplements what you can find on Tesla's website for route planning as well. So it gives you an idea before you go. Ideally the car is the best thing because it's going to it's going to calculate your current mileage in the car and your uh, mile and whatever your charge limit is, but at least the website also gives you it before you go, especially if you're planning on maybe staying in a hotel in a certain city. Let's say you were planning a trip to Charleston, South Carolina. You can actually find out from Tesla's website what charging options are in the city. And then you can sort of make your uh, accommodations based on that. So the website has a ton of stuff. But again, to go back to PlugShare, you can also do route planning in the app now, which is really a great feature because it accounts for not just Tesla's chargers, but any other third party charger that can support a Tesla.
0: I'm going to give you one more and I'm going to put a note in the uh, in the video description and the uh, the podcast Uh, There's a website called a better route planner. I have used this and it is really good, too. don't try to bring it up in the browser on your computer in the car, um, but it does – and it does work. It's just slow, um, but it has some amazing capabilities on there. So anyways, I'll, I'll put a link in the um, in the show description. You guys can check it out on your own, but that's another one that you can certainly use as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to go into a little bit of a new segment. Um, well, not a new segment. I just want to talk about some Christmas ideas uh, for the Tesla lover out there because sometimes, you know, some of us Tesla people can be a little finicky and maybe a little hard to buy for or whatever. And it uh, looks like other people got the same idea. They've been doing some videos and giving people ideas what to buy for Christmas. So, hey, it's our turn. We'll do our own little take on it. So I made ho a little ho bit. Of- ho, ho, ho. Yes, Santa's here. Wow, we have sound effects. <laughs> So, you know what? I started thinking about this, and I I have some accessories um, that we'll probably showcase. Now, some of them I can't pull out because they're sitting in my car. Um, The first one I want to mention is uh, all-weather floor mats. Now, I don't think there's enough love out there for floor mats as far as I'm concerned. Um, In the winter months, of course, you do need something because you'll ruin your carpets on account of all the salt and stuff that we put on the road. So if you live in the northern climate or even if you just want something a little nicer, I do recommend floor mats. Um, I have the set from Evan They are a forum sponsor. They're a show sponsor. So I have to put that out there just to be fair to everybody. I really like them. There are others, of course, there's max spider. There's the actual Tesla mats themselves, which are made by WeatherTech, I understand. Um, there's some others too here in Canada. There's another company and the name escapes me and I supremely apologize. I didn't put it in my show notes. Um, but yeah, there's 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 something for everybody, and you can buy floor mats for just the front. You can buy some for the back. There's some that you even have uh, you know for uh, the trunk area or even in the front. So that's a that's a pretty good idea, I think. Um, floor mats, everybody likes floor mats. Um, here's another one here. The and I've done a review on this one recently. This is the Elon Accessories Screen Protector. It looks like that. This box and stuff. You can check out my video that I did on that. I gotta tell you. I love this product. This company has been amazing. Um, They've treated me really well, and they don't have to, um, but their customer service has been exemplary. Um, The packaging on this thing is amazing. It is so well done. It is so well packaged. And I understand now, haven't broken one because I'm a goof, (laughs) because I didn't install it properly in my car. Um, It is definitely glass. So you have to be careful. Now it's laminated. It's not gonna shatter on you if you're not careful. But I love it because the first thing that I've noticed is that when I put it on there, I stop getting fingerprints. Now, the Teslas, all the Teslas have, you know, the screen is glossy. You get a lot of fingerprints on it. It looks like hell. Um, this thing, once you clean your screen and you apply it, follow the directions, um, it basically turns the screen matte so you don't get the glare anymore. And you stop getting fingerprints. And man alive, I love this thing. It is so, so good. And um, the guy who runs the company, Ram, has been supremely communicative. Um, I'll put a link in the video description, as always, with all these products. If you want to check them out and buy them, highly, highly recommended. I love this product. I can't say enough good things about it. I did have a plastic one that I when I first got – sorry, I'm going to put this box away. Just stop manhandling it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when I first got my car, I ordered a plastic one um i thought it was it was good whatever it came from china and stuff but it, it came, they rolled it up and it was creased and i had bubbles it was a nightmare and i was like okay i'll just live with it it is what it is and then um these guys came along and says you want to try out our product i'll send you a free, co- uh, a free sample and i was like yeah sure i'll check it out and even though i broke it because i didn't install it properly um i left it on there and i loved the thing so i was like well I told them I broke it. And they said, oh, no problem. We'll just send you another one. No problem. And um, so I decided to leave it on there until they sent me a new one. And uh, you know, I peeled it off, put the new one on. It's been perfect ever since. So two, three, four, five, six thumbs up. Love, 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 love that product. So highly recommended. If you have a Model S, a Model X, or a Model 3, um, it's a great screen protector. I'll tell you this. It's much, much easier to install on a Model 3 than it is on the S or the X, on account of the screen being you know, out and, and not buried in with those uh, bevels. So, if you guys don't have a screen protector, Eric, I'm talking about Eric here and uh, and Ian. Um,
1: oh, you you, you don't have awesome. to tell me. I uh, I watched our friends uh, Michael and Jana from Tesla's Nutsu- movie. Yes, yes, they did. They recommended the same thing on their Christmas list as well, and I was sold. I mean, you know, they were like, It's awesome.
0: I'll I'll be completely and utterly honest. It is not the cheapest screen protector on the market. Um. You have to understand, you know, when you're a small company you're starting out, I've been there before, uh, you don't have economies of scale running behind you. So a product is always going to be a little bit more expensive until you get volume up or whatever the case may be. But it hmm, doesn't what does matter. It sound, what does that sound familiar for Tesla? Yeah, mm. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because the product is so darn good. Yeah. So, well, that's the thing.
2: In this era, you get what you pay for. And a lot of times when we're talking about these products, and by the way, for disclosure, we are not being compensated for promoting these products. We we are owners of these products. We believe uh, these products uh, very greatly. Um, you know, if Beverly, if you're listening to the show, uh, Trevor still loves you more than a screen protector. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, I'm glad
1: you mentioned that, just so we're clear. Uh,
2: just so we're clear. I mean, I, I haven't heard him gush about something like this. I think since his wedding, um, but 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 bear okay. in mind, bear in mind. Uh, no, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm someone that when I first got the car, especially because my windows are yet tinted, uh, the reflection on my screen is sometimes very alarming, where it's distracting. It I can I can really see sun uh coming into my eyesight from the peripheral. So having that screen protector, I think I might have to get it for the holidays. Uh now that you guys keep mentioning it. I'm basically hearing like a s an echo chamber of you must get the screen protector. So,
0: it will uh, change so, your life. <laughs> it will change your life forever, forever in a world where screen protectors are glossy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one on my list. I want to talk about car uh, cleaning products. Now, you'll know if you know anything about me. I'm a little anal retentive about keeping my car clean in the summer months. In the winter, eh, it's a little more difficult. But highly recommend high-pile microfiber cloths for cleaning your car. Uh, Don't use chamois. That's old school. Use microfiber, please. Um, I mean, they're fairly inexpensive. You can buy this stuff on Amazon. You can buy packs and stuff. Uh, Chemical guys sell some very good products that way. It's very high-pile. Get that stuff. Um, I have bought some at Walmart. They're they're pretty good too, fairly affordable. Um, I've also bought microfiber cloths for uh, for drying the car too, so not just for cleaning but also drying. And the super high pile ones absorb water like you wouldn't believe. Along with that too, um, I'm really digging this. I mean, it's not new. It's new to me though. Is the Optimum No Rinse or ONR? That's the stuff that's it's blue. It's sold in a bottle to concentrate, and um, I use that for between heavy-duty washes. Like when a car is really dirty, you don't want to be using this stuff because no matter how good it is, you're not going to get all the dirt off if you've gone through a mud bog or something like that. You really got to clean up your car properly. So for the between, so for the between washes that I do, let's say every two weeks or something, or I go to a show or whatever, I have a bottle that I keep in my car with some distilled water, and I use that to to clean up the car. Uh, a bottle of that stuff sells for maybe 25 bucks or something like that. Goes a long, long way. Uh, you can buy it by the gallon if you're if you're that crazy. But I've just got the the one liter, whatever it is, and uh, uh, really like that stuff. So um, I'm sold on that. So that's another gift uh, idea for people that that do that. The next one here is the uh, Jetta wireless charging pad or the Nomad. Now you'll have to excuse me for just a moment because I wasn't prepared. I'm going to grab them. Hold on.
2: Now, while he's away, bear in mind that uh, we have done reviews on these products before. Uh, they're really fantastic for Model 3 owners because they fit exactly in the space God, where your uh, docking pad is for your uh, mobile phone. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I feel, Ooh, I feel, ti- hey, I feel Michael, time I for so you, Trevor. You're pretty good. He's getting set up here. Uh, if you're not able to uh, see this because you're listening to us in the podcast, Go to the YouTube channel, watch this segment, just fast forward into this part of it, and just, it's hysterical to see basically a blank screen.
0: No, it's okay. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. All right. Um, So I have both of them here in front of me. Now, I've done a review on both of these products, love them both. Um, They both have their pros and cons. So this is the Jetta. Looks like this. There you go. So it has uh, two charging coils, so it can do two phones. Um... Anyways, I'll put a link in the video description if you want to check out the product. You can even look at the review I did. Um, I know a lot of people that have bought modern smartphones. Ian, you just got a new iPhone 10x Max, has wireless charging in it. It'll change your life. No more dealing with cables. So yeah, I like that's this one, another
1: one that's high on my list.
0: Yeah. So the Jetta sells for uh, ninety nine bucks US. Available now. It's in stock. You can certainly get them. Mass manufactured. The other one is the Nomad. Now these guys sent me a review sample. Whoops, what did I just do here? Did I just kill? I didn't kill my podcast. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, this one here is a little different. Um, it's more expensive, a uh, little higher quality. It's a little thicker. has a higher bumper at the front, so it prevents your phones from slipping off. It's got a little bumper here in the middle. It has uh, status lights on the bottom, so you can tell when you're actually charging. It also, unlike the Jetta, it also has a 6,000 milliamp um, uh, lithium ion battery, it's it's inside here. And what the battery does is that it acts as a buffer uh, that allows for higher speed charging. Um, so you have to use both USB cables in the Model 3. Now some of you who have uh, You know, the dash cam and maybe got a little music on your thing and stuff. Um, One of the other things you may want to consider is one of those passive USB hubs. They're fairly inexpensive. Get them on Amazon. And that really helps because Model 3 only has two USB ports that are powered for this kind of stuff. So put a little uh, USB hub in there. It really helps things out. But you have to use both of these cables and uh, it allows for higher speed charging. So this one's a little more expensive. I think it's upwards of about $129 on a pre-order U.S., um and right now i think there's sh- the shipping is somewhere around january so it's one of those post christmas gifts type of thing so yeah i'm just going to set this aside for a moment because we've got more stuff to talk about it feels like christmas day here i'm already opening up gifts <laughs> all right um the next one and i don't have a sample to show you is uh, Kenrocko's model 3 center console uh, console wraps now you know my opinion, I've said it many times before, I think the gloss black center console on the Model 3 is gonna prove to be a mistake that Tesla will change in due time. Uh, I don't know why they seem to have this fetish with the uh, gloss black. They tried it on the Model S and the Model X on the back of the seats. Didn't last either by warranty claims or people just got ticked off enough. Um, so they changed. So my uh, my opinion here is the Model 3 center console uh, will change in due time, but in the meantime, you might as well protect the darn thing. So. Um, uh, I'll give a link in the uh, in the in the video in the podcast or description. You can check it out to uh, to actually buy those on Amazon. Um, really good product and available in different finishes and colors and stuff, and fairly easy to install. Um, yeah, so uh, thumbs up on that. Until Tesla gets their act together, as far as that's concerned. <laughs> um, the next one here, uh, Abstract Ocean Bright Lighting Kits. Now I've uh, changed it on my Model X. I bought a kit from them. And it changes all of the lights. Now here's one of the samples. So you see this is like one of the clear lights. This is one of the ones that's in the door, it's red. And I don't know why, but Tesla's LED lighting in the car is too dim for my liking. And these kits uh, easily make the the lights in the car from uh, anywhere from two to three times brighter, makes a world of difference. The kits are not terribly expensive. You can buy them in singles. You can buy them as a whole pack if you wanna do the whole car. I bought the whole pack of my Model X. I think it came, I think it was like 11 lights or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, highly recommended. Uh, Makes a world of difference. And they're plug and play. Literally, the kits are, uh, other than quantity, the actual lights fit all the different cars. They're interchangeable. Um, The Model S, the Model X, and the Model 3 all share the same LED uh, lights. So highly recommended. Matter of fact, they even have some for the puddle lights on the bottom of the door that you can get with a Tesla logo in it. So you can get the Tesla t or um, or you can get the Model 3, the old, uh, you know, the three lines from the Model 3 from original. So you can certainly get those if you want to add a little pizzazz to your car. So uh, Abstract Ocean has that. Again, we'll put a link in the uh, video and you can check that out. Um, next one. Now, I, don't, I was debating whether to put this in here or not. But uh, look, if you're a big spender, um, people like wheels. Maybe you want to get some wheels or something like that. Um, We have some forum sponsors, of course. We have T-Sportline, Get Your Wheels, and EV Tuning Solutions. You can check those guys out. Uh, Evanex as well. Uh, They have a whole range of different wheels that you can check out for your – you can get for your Model 3. Uh, I understand it's not for everybody, but, uh, hey, you know, everybody likes something a a little nicer than the next guy sometimes. So check out if you want to get maybe some wheels. Wheels are
1: an excellent gift. It's always the right (laughs) gift. Not that I'm biased.
0: No, of course not. Okay. Okay. the next one is a little strange, but uh, and it's, it's more for the tinkerer out there. Uh, a 3D printed sunglass tray. Now, I happened to print this one yesterday just out of PLA. just plastic stuff that you buy for your 3D printer. Um, if you have a 3D printer or you have a friend that has access to one, um, it, it literally took, ooh, I don't know, maybe eight hours to print this on kind of normal settings. Now it may sound like a lot, but hey, those of you with 3D printers know what, what time management's all about. Um, and this just drops right into the the, the, the first uh, console that also opens up in the Model 3. Not the one with the phone, the, the, kind of the second one. So this one comes with a little uh, area for your coins. It's hollow on the bottom, so you can put your little trinkets and stuff. Fits really great. Some people have been uh, flocking these. So you put a little glue, whatever, and you put that little flocking stuff on there so it matches the interior of the Model 3. You can certainly do that if you'd like. Um, so if you don't have access to the 3D printer or friend, um, we have, I'll put a link in the video. There's a guy on our forum who actually prints these and sells them and donates some of the proceeds to uh, to a charity. So pretty cheap little thing to, for you to get. I like that. That's uh, I might give that one to a friend. <laughs> um, this one's a little esoteric. I just picked this up. It's a uh, <clears throat> drop stop seat. Seat gap fillers. Now, I literally just received this. I haven't put it in my car yet, but I just bought this on Amazon. It sells for about twenty bucks. And what it does is that you slip your. Now, this is a family podcast, guys, so just keep it nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, too easy. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, if I didn't say it, Eric was going to say something. So. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I'm.
2: It's, 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 it's a holiday
0: show. Oh, okay. So no. <laughs> it's, All right. So it's the, it's, it's the Star Wars holiday special? Okay. No. Anyway, um, so you put your, uh, your seatbelt buckle through there, and uh, this fills the gap between the seat and your center console. And it keeps things like uh, French fries and crumbs and money and pens and... Key cards and all kinds of stuff from dropping down into that little crevice that is the Mariana Trench between your seat and the center console. So I'm looking for all the things
2: that Trevor has lost in his car. That's why he recited them so quickly.
0: You know what? what? If I was to pull my seat out of there, I might be able to pull out enough money to be able to retire early. So that, yeah, that a, is a
1: legitimate part of my savings plan. I got to <laughs> tell you, every, every couple of months
2: I go digging down there. It's like, woo! I'm rich. Found money. Right. It's
0: like They're, the, the in-laws the, the, leave the, and you pull out the seat cushions, right? The,
2: the yeah. gap of your, uh, your, of your Tesla is basically the new sofa.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's right. Exactly.
2: So, so that's yeah. where my wallet is.
0: Oh, okay. So not a lot of people think about something like that, but 20 bucks, I'm uh, well, pretty good little stocking stuffer, I think. So I'm looking for it. I'm going to throw that in the car tomorrow and I'll give you my thoughts on that. Maybe, in another video and people get upset at me for doing a video on something silly like that. All right. Um, the next one. This one is dear to my heart. And I've said this one many times because it's one item that I have on a car that everyone asks me about when I go to car shows or car meetups and stuff. And it's in this box. And these are wheel bands. Now, I got these from Evanex. And I'm going to pull it out and just show you because I got a little bit left over. All right. It comes in a coil and it's two parts. It's a track that looks like that, it's a U-shaped track and you can buy this either in gray or black and it has 3M automotive sticky tape. It's a coil, you cut it to length, whatever you need. You stick this on the outside of your rim, the first part of your rim of your wheel and then you uh, get the piping. This is the part that clicks into the track. You can see it's round. And um, this piping is available in different colors. So you can get uh, black on black, silver on silver. I got gray on uh, on uh, red because I put these on my 21-inch turbines that I have on my Model X. And uh, Bev said, well, let's get some red on there just for an accent. And so the bottom line here, what's the purpose of this thing? Well, other than to give your car a little bit of extra looks, I'm hoping that If I ever curb my wheels, and trust me, I've seen it many times, I've seen so many Model 3s that have been curbing their wheels because, let's face it, the rims on the Model 3, like the the side profile of the tire is so narrow and thin that it's so easy to curb these wheels. And I mean, not a post doesn't go by sometime on the forum or Facebook where people are complaining about, how can I fix this because I curb my wheels? So the idea with this in principle, is that it will prevent slight scuffing from um, little accidents. uh, If you get a little too close, whatever. So instead of destroying your rim, this thing will destroy itself. So it's kind of self-sacrificing. Now, I haven't put it to the test yet because I have not curved my wheels. I'm extra careful on my car, but I figured, you know what, because of the cost of those bloody rims, um, this is cheap insurance. Um, I think this stuff costs... 129 bucks or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. I'll put the link in. You can check it out for yourself. They look good. People, I get compliments on it all the time. Um, they don't stick out to the point where they look crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, so. That's that. That's wheel bands. Um, I like them. They look good. But uh, until I actually need them, I figured it's cheap insurance, so it's cheaper than, they you are, than a wheel. They
2: are $119.95 Fe-
0: with free shipping between the 48 U.S. states. There you go. Thank you very much. Excellent. Um, let me see here. One more. And this one's kind of off the menu a little bit because I just got it yesterday. Ah, puck it. <laughs> This thing is called Pads TMSX, and it's made by a Model 3 owner in Quebec. And uh, he reached out to me, and let me pull this out of the package. And I'll tell you what this thing is all about. All right, it's literally that's what it's all about. It's literally a hockey puck, aha, uh-huh, with a screwed-on nubbin on the bottom, on the on the top. And there's four of them in the package. And what's what's the point of this thing? This thing on a model 3 if you look underneath your battery pack there are four little pivot points or little inserts on the bottom of the battery pack they're triangular in shape and they're designed so that they fit into those and they self-index so that when you put the car on a lift for wheel changes or anything like that that you're not putting those lifts directly on the battery pack that is definitely a bad thing to be doing so this gentleman uh, started making these and uh, they're available i'll put a link in there um I don't know the cost. I was trying to reach out to him to get a final cost on these things, but he did tell me that uh, shipping is completely included. So um, again, a little stocking stuff or whatever. So if you're ever in the process of changing your wheels on your car or you have to put on a lift, do not lift the car without doing something like this. So you know what? Uh, kudos for the guy for starting up a small business to, to make these kind of things. Not to say that you can't make your own, but you know, not everybody's handy. And uh, at least they have the right kind of screws, which are Robertson on the end. (laughs) You guys don't know what that is in the U.S., do you? All right. (laughs) Sorry, I had to get my little dig in. (laughs) Robertson's the best invention in the world.
1: It is. It it is a superior screw. Uh, I will give a little extra shout-out to (laughs) our… Oh, yeah, for sure. But, no, I'm going to give a little extra shout-out to Pierre on this one because he had sent me uh, a set a week earlier, and I've had a chance to try them, and they work beautifully. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice product, I mean uh, it fits perfectly in there, they're easy to stick in, they will stay in position once you put it in and easy to pull back out again. Uh, I just want to, I got a lot of questions about this, uh, you know, especially after we did the video with yeah. the wheels and so on, we were servicing the car like, can you put a Model 3 on a conventional lift? without any special adapter and the answer in most cases is yes as long as your mechanic or technician knows what they're doing you can safely lift it with a conventional lift Um, like the the lift i have at our company is uh, padded so there's no problem
0: oh yeah yours is pretty heavy duty i've never seen one like that before
1: yeah it's a little over the top that's the only way we know how to do things (laughs) (laughs) why buy the twenty thousand dollars when you could spend a hundred thousand um but, uh, but, yeah, you can normally do that. It, it, the bigger risk is at home with, uh, with a lot of different um, floor jacks. Yes. Uh, some of them have very small seating area or the pad area, and they can easily gall the area around uh, the reinforced surface on, um, on the floor of the three. So having this, this little um, puck in there is going to be um, a great way to make sure that you protect it, and it's a lot more secure doing it that especially when you're you know you're lifting just one corner of the car at a time as opposed to a a professional lift which is doing all four so i strongly recommend having something like this if you're going to use your own floor jack
0: hey since i have you on the screen why don't you tell everybody let's throw another one in there let's tell people about your t-shirts man those are good stocking stuffers too everybody loves your shirts
1: yes absolutely thank you i um i should have wore one for the occasion i didn't realize till last minute we're doing the christmas list but uh by all means if you go to um teespring.com that's T-E-E, spring.com, and just look up Mad Hungarian or Evolve Wear, all one word. You will come upon my little miniature store on there, and you'll see a selection of shirts. There is the original Evolve Wear line, which is, of course, the evolution of the caveman into the gasoline car, into the electric car. That's the one that uh, we've had out for a couple of years now. And uh, all of the profits from that go to support three different organizations. You have Plug in America in the U.S., Electromobility Canada in uh, across our country and then locally here at the Quebec level it's um, LAVEC, the Association of Véhiculétiques de Québec. So I split up the profits among those three orgs. It's been a a great popular item. Um, Thank you to everybody that's that's bought them so far. They're still selling very well. I've added another one too. This is another little side project I started, uh, which is the uh, WMA, the Weapon of Mass Adoption Series. And that's a kind of a little tribute to the three and its power to disrupt the entire automotive world. So a different theme, but any of those, and they're available in different forms. You can get them in a hoodie, a t-shirt. Uh, there's ladies, cuts, men's, whatever, what have you. So check it out. And um, yeah, I'm sure anybody who, uh, who hasn't got one yet would love to get one for Christmas.
0: <laughs> well, there's no shortage of ideas, I think, for people. Well, on that uh, note, I think we should, uh, you know, anybody have any closing thoughts before we sign off for, uh, for tonight, guys? No. No? We're all good?
1: Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little tease. I haven't Thanks actually you. tried the product, but since we're talking about products, I just just this evening, as I was passing by Canadian Tire, my very favorite place in the world to rummage around and waste time, <laughs> I found this product, and this is kind of a follow-on to what Trevor was uh, uh, talking about uh, yes. a few weeks ago. Yeah, we're all talking about you know the frozen window, frozen door thing, whatever. I haven't had any major issues with this on the three, but this was an interesting product. It's called Rubber Care. It's made by a Canadian company called Clean Flow. And it's designed specifically for, as you can see on the can, weather stripping. Ah. So this is supposed to be um, the bee's knees as far as uh, treating the rubber around the window
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, on the three. And uh, I went at it, I did two full treatments tonight on the windows on mine. Uh, We're still gonna get some on and off cold and alternating wet weather and freezing in the next week. So uh, I'll be um, pleased to let you all know how this stuff works. Uh, next week
0: well so far so good for me because i did my application and uh last night and tonight both minus 14 minus 15 celsius so pretty darn cold out um you know windows freeze at those temperatures so it's pretty easy yeah the the silicon i know works it's just this says it's silicon free i don't really
1: know what's in it but I'll tell you, the, the warnings is hysterical. If, if, if you guys are old enough to remember Super Happy Fun Ball on Saturday oh, yes. Live, like do not taunt Super Happy Fun Ball. Wow, the list of things that you don't do with this is, is quite terrifying. <laughs> I thought I was captain wear a hazmat suit to uh, to put it on, but um, I'm anxious to see if it works.
0: Well, on that note, Ian, why don't you sign off? Uh, tell where the listeners and viewers can uh, chit-chat with you on the internet.
1: Well, um, Twitter is probably the easiest place. You can find me at Ian Pavelko, check the show notes and the comments on YouTube for the exact spelling of that. And uh, of course, on the Model Three Owners Club forum, uh, Mad Hungarian is the handle. If you have any questions at all about wheels and tires, that's probably the best place uh, for those. You can uh, just put them out there on any one of the wheel and tech, uh, tire tech forums, or uh, private message me. I always try and get back to my private messages within 24 hours. Anything at all to do with the wheels and tires, and I will be glad to help you. out.
0: He's your man. And uh Eric, where can people find you if they want to have a chit chat with you on the internet? Oh, thank you very much.
2: You guys can find me on Twitter. My handle is ECFIX that is ECFIX. That is easier to spell than Ian's. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Well, gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining me on the podcast. And uh, we will talk to you next week. You can follow me, my Twitter handles at Model3Owners. Don't forget to check out the forum at Model3OwnersClub.com. Want a big shout out to our sponsors. That is Evanex Fine Lab and the guys at Doulaban Insurance. Great companies. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And last but not least, of course, the Patreon sponsors. They also help out uh, and pay the bills and make this thing happen. So with that, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. And thanks for watching and listening, everyone. We'll talk to you later. See ya.
1: Goodbye. Good night, everyone.